I bring greetings from the Bakersfield Church and uh, Pastor Colleen, Pastor Danielle, and the board here all helped uh, start that church. And next Sunday, we are celebrating our two-year anniversary. So this is very exciting. <laughs> and I am used to um, a music stand and, you know, folding chairs. So this is a really different experience for me. <laughs> But I want to begin our morning by asking a question. What does hope feel like? And if feeling hopeful is different than feeling good, can you think of a time where you were hopeful when you didn't feel good? Remaining hopeful when things aren't going your way is a difficult task. It's human nature to struggle with this, even as the people of God. Isaiah 40, 27 records the cry of the people of Israel. My way is hidden from the Lord. My God ignores my predicament. Have you ever felt that way? I know I have. Last year was a really difficult year for my husband, Leif, and I. As we faced multiple surgeries and divorce in a family and my dad battling cancer and our own journey of infertility. And at moments, it would just felt that we couldn't handle even one more thing going on. And in that season, it was really difficult to hold on to hope when things just didn't go right. But we worship a God who encourages us to remain hopeful even in the hardships. But this still has been a challenge for the people of God since the beginning. If we remember and think back on the books of Exodus and Numbers, the second and fourth books of our Bible, we are reminded that the people of God have struggled with this. If we remember, the people of Israel were enslaved in Egypt, and God freed them, God rescued them, God saved them from slavery and brought them through the sea and through the desert to the edge of the land that God promised to them. And while they were hopeful when God had first rescued them, by the time that they got to the promised land, they had lost their hope because that journey was long and difficult and because of their fear and not trusting in God, they wandered in the desert for 40 years. 40 long years of hardship and turmoil. And time and time again, they lose their hope in the God that saved them. And the God that was with them in the desert. My way is hidden from the Lord. My God ignores my predicament. Our passage this morning is from Luke chapter 4, and it has a lot in common with the story of the Israelites in the desert for 40 years. Let us turn and see what the Lord has for us this morning. Luke chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. 
And he said to him, I will give you their, all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I can give it to whoever I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God. Throw yourself down from here, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all these temptings, he left him until an opportune time. The word of the Lord. As I read this passage, I am struck by the similarities between Jesus' 40 days in the desert and Israel's 40 years in the desert. You can already see some similarities, right? You have 40 years and 40 days. Both take place in the desert. Jesus faces trials and temptations, and the people of Israel face hardships. But there is a significant difference between these two stories, because where Israel loses hope... Jesus does not. Why is that? Why is it that when the Israelites face trials in the desert, they lose their hope? But Jesus holds on to it. To answer that question, I believe we need to return back to this verse from Isaiah I read in the beginning. I didn't read the whole passage. So let's read that now. Why do you say, Jacob, and declare Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my God ignores my predicament? Don't you know? Haven't you heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He doesn't grow tired or weary. His understanding is beyond human reach, giving power to the tired and reviving the exhausted. Youths will become tired and weary. Young people will certainly stumble, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will fly up on wings like eagles. They will run and not be tired. They will walk and not be weary. Don't you know? Haven't you heard? Jesus is able to hold on to hope, I believe, because he doesn't lose sight of the truth from the prophet Isaiah. That God is always with us, and God promises to restore us. God is not ignoring our plight or unable to see the hardships we go through. Of course God knows what we're going through, because God chooses to be with us in it. And we can cling to that promise that we are never left alone, that God will give the power to the tired Revive the exhausted and renew our strength. The gift of God is not that those who follow God will escape hardship. We don't get a pass on that. The gift of God is that God is with us and will restore us. And we see this truth in both stories, don't we? In Jesus in the desert, we read in scripture that the Holy Spirit leads him there. It doesn't say that the Holy Spirit left once he got there. The Holy Spirit is with Jesus in the desert, in the temptations. 
And we also see that after the 40 days, the Holy Spirit leads Jesus out of the desert and fills him and renews him and gets him ready for his ministry. We see this also in the book of Numbers when we see that God was with Israel in the desert in a cloud by day and a pillar of light by night. And God is with them and they too are restored at the end of their 40 years. God leads them into the promised land, giving them a new era as a nation. But while Israel loses sight of these truths that God is with us and God will restore us, Jesus holds on to the hope. And in every single temptation Jesus is given, he points back to the God who is still with him and who will bring restoration. This is how Jesus holds on to hope. And it gives us guidance for how we too can hold on to hope in hardship. As I read of Jesus in the desert, I'm also struck by the significance of 40. So Jesus spends 40 days in the desert. The Israelites spend 40 years in the desert. Moses was on the mountain with God for 40 days and 40 nights. The army of Israel was taunted by Goliath and the Philistines for 40 days. Noah is on the boat for 40 days and 40 nights. And 40 in scripture seems to represent this season of desert, this hardship, this darkness that people walk through. But in scripture, at the end of it, always comes renewal and new creation. At the end of Israel's 40 years in the desert, God ushers them into a new era in the promised land. At the end of Jesus' 40 days in the desert, God ushers him into a new era of ministry. At the end of Moses' 40 days and nights on the mountain, he presents the nation with God's covenant. After Goliath's 40 days of taunting, God shows Israel the strength of a shepherd boy who will become their king. After Noah's 40 days and nights on the ark, God brings about a new creation for the entire world. Forty might represent the desert, but after always comes renewal, restoration, a new life, a new creation. That is the spark of hope, that glimmer of light in the midst of the hardships, in the midst of the darkness, that God will make all things new. And as someone who has struggled with infertility, for a few years. This also reminds me of something else significant that happens in 40. Uh, 40 weeks is the length of the average pregnancy. And pregnancy, in many ways, is a desert for the mother. As she experiences new hardships and new stresses, as she experiences new pains, as her body changes and her diet and her hormones all change, the desert of pregnancy may seem like a long one for some, but it always ends in this new creation as a woman brings forth a new baby. It has been said that whenever God wants to do something significant, he does it in 40 days or years. And I would add weeks. Pregnancy is actually a great example of holding on to the hope in the desert because every single new challenge that the pregnant mother experiences is a sign of the new life that is to come. 
It's a reminder of that. Just as for us in the hardships, we know that there is renewal and restoration to come. That in the end, God will bring a new creation. Pregnancy is also this great image for holding on to hope and hardship because at no point in the pregnancy is the woman ever left alone, right? She always has someone with her, even if she feels alone. And us, too, in our hardship, sometimes we can feel like we have been left on our own, but we are never alone. God is with us in our hardship, always. There's another significant 40 that comes to mind. This morning is the first Sunday in the season of Lent. The 40 days leading up to the celebration of Jesus' resurrection at Easter. And Lent is a season of intentional hardship. Where we take on fasting and repentance. And it is no coincidence that the lectionary has for us this morning this story out of Luke 4. For we are called to remember Jesus' 40 days in the desert. This theme of faithfulness and endurance in the midst of trial in Jesus' own story is driven home for us each Lent as we embark on our own 40-day journey of fasting and prayer and repentance and reflection. In participating in Lent, we participate in Christ's own 40-day desert experience, and we look forward to that hope that is Easter. Jesus is a new creation. Jesus tells us in Luke 9, whoever wishes to be my follower must deny themselves, pick up their cross, and walk in my steps. God beckons us to follow in Jesus' steps as we embark on our own 40-day desert journey. And there are no shortage of travel partners for it. Whether we are to survive the desert, like Israel, or weather our own floods like Noah, or slay our own giants like David, or endure strange new growth like a mother-to-be, Lent is the time for spiritual action and passion, knowing ultimately that it is God who travels with us and who will bring restoration. What does hope feel like? And if feeling hopeful... Is different than feeling good. How do we remain hopeful when things don't feel good? As we step into this 40-day journey of Lent, may we remember Jesus' 40-day journey in the desert. And may we also hold on to hope as Jesus did by remembering that God is always with us. And that in the end, all things will be made new. Don't you know? Haven't you heard? Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will rise up on wings like eagles. They will run and not be tired. They will walk and not be weary. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, God of everlasting covenant, for your promises are steadfast and your provision is sure. Through 40 years of your people's wanderings in the desert, you sustained them with manna and mercy. Your son came among us and faced 40 days in the wilderness and temptation to bring us out of sin's bondage. 
Thank you that in every age you have shaped your people through times of desert and wandering, of temptation and trial, and brought us into the land of promise and new life. Through this season of Lent, create and make in us new and holy hearts that we may remember that you are with us always and that you promise to make all things new. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about the Free Methodist Church of Santa Barbara, you can visit us online at fmcsb.org. We pray this message has been a blessing to you.